0: podcast your non-stop first look at everything pop culture i am your host jr um we've been off the air for about three weeks after our premiere uh return episode so sorry about that guys and gals um but new york comic con was in town and we are from new york city and we had a booth there or several booths and it was crazy batshit. so you know it was bananas um what can i say for the people that haven't ever gone to the new york comic con you must come. I know everybody talks about San Diego being the place to be and it's the number one show. And granted, it is. Absolutely is. But New York Comic Con is definitely doing a number two. Of the and, and it's just... There are no words. You have to go. You have to check it out. You know, close to 100,000. Maybe over 100,000 people at the show this year. So, MetalMachine.net was there. Hope you guys passed by. If we didn't see you. If we didn't recognize you. If we didn't say hello. Well, hello. Um, and for those that did... uh, I'm going to assume that everyone had a great time. It was an awesome show. So let's move on from that to... What do we have here? I'm looking at my notes. Lordy, lordy, lordy. Where to begin? Where to begin? So the internet has been uh, flush with news that DC is planning to do Watchmen prequels. So I don't know how they're going to pull this shit off, but... Reportedly, it seems that they will be doing four prequels that then will lead into a big storyline. Um, and and uh, the name that's being bantied about is uh, none other than Darwin Cook. Um, now, Darwin Cook is a great creator, writer, artist, um, but you know it's just a no win situation when you try to do something uh to uh either be a prequel or a sequel to something as great as watchmen now granted many people or some people will say that the watch you know watchmen you'll have two camps of people you know some people who just didn't get it didn't understand watchmen and some people who consider it the greatest graphic novel story ever told in comic book form so um with that said I'm going to say whoever is attempting to be a part of a Watchmen prequel or sequel or any kind of extension to that storyline is batshit crazy. Hey, I used it again. Um, Yeah, you're just, you know, I won't say it's a career killer, but if you've done anything in your past or any kind of uh, work that you've done and you approach this Watchmen or approach to do this, um, I think you will be remembered for botching up, you know, what some people consider one of the greatest stories ever told in comic before. So with that said, I guess you guys can tell that I would be totally against that. Now the uh, reports are also saying that the reason that they're kind of doing this is because it's, you know, DC, I guess feels that it's um, just too much of a moneymaker to leave on the table. Um, it seems that people there are thinking, you know, we can make a, you know, a, butt, a buttload of money with this uh, property. And it, I guess it just hasn't been, um, it hasn't been exposed enough or it hasn't been used enough. I mean, not to mention the gobs of money that they've been making in the past 20, 21 years with that graphic novel. Uh, the, the book was re-released with like a million prints um, right before the movie. Was released, and you know DC has made buckets of money on this property. So I won't even say what 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 Alan Moore might be thinking about this, because we could only assume what he's thinking about this crap. But listen, it's DC's property. I guess they can do whatever they want with it, right? So they're gonna make an attempt, but you know, fair warning. Anyone remember The Dark Knight Returns (laughs) two? Yeah. That's what I thought. So, um, you know, DC, I mean, if you don't learn from your history, you're doomed to repeat it. So I guess that's the, uh, that's the avenue they're choosing to go down. So I don't know. Um, I'm not going to say I wish them luck because I think it's a foolhardy plan, a foolhardy plan to try and do, but it is what it is. So again, it's their property. They're going to figure out what they want to do with it. But I think it's uh, asinine and stupid. um, so yeah so uh we just finished the new york comic-con recuperating from that great show um we've got some other things we're going to be talking about just saw the green lantern movie on dvd oh my god i mean i gotta say you know dc I, we also saw um year one uh batman year one which was amazing on dvd um the animated series uh not the animated series out uh, the animated movie that was just released um just to show the difference between um, the animated people, the creative people on the side of the animated and the people that are putting together the live-action movies, man, l- night and day. I mean, seriously. I mean, They should abolish that team that is doing all the live-action films or, or, or attempting to do the live-action films and get the whole animated team to shift over. You know, I tell the guys on the 6th floor to go to the 22nd floor of the DC building or in the Warner Brothers building and just you know, uh, can you guys take over the, the, the uh, live action films? Because they would be great. They would be perfect. They would be incredible the stuff that they do. For the people who haven't seen it uh, we have a review up on MetalMachine.net um, for Batman Year One. It's awesome. I mean, these DVD animated films get better and better. They're just They're just great. So if you haven't seen that one, check it out. Go take a look at that. Um, yeah, so uh, Submarine Lantern, Lord of mercy. Uh, I, I just don't know. I don't know why they were thinking about with Ryan Reynolds and, and just the special effects were shitty as hell. Oh, my God. How did they spend $230 million on this movie? Or even over $200 million? Or how would they spend, like, 50 bucks on this movie? I mean, this was terrible. Um I I don't know what to even say about it, but um, I will give a little bit more of, uh, I guess, a review Um, on it. uh, uh, Surprisingly enough, the one good thing about the film was Blake Lively. Can you figure that out? Yeah, the one everybody was saying, like, oh, my God, how did they get Blake Lively to be in this film? But uh, um, when we come back after the break, we'll talk a little more about that. And... um, We'll talk a little more about, I guess, the DC-52, uh, all the newer books, uh, and the number twos and the number threes. You are listening to The Fortress Podcast on Metal machine.net. Come on down to the Koch Comics Warehouse Sale, September 30th through October 2nd. Tons of comics, trades, toys, t-shirts, and lots more. The Koch Comics Warehouse is located at 206 41st Street, Brooklyn, New York, 11232. Phone number is 718-768-8571. For directions, call 718-768-8571. Thousands and thousands of dollar comic books. Fun for all ages. Come down to the Koch Comics Warehouse Sale, September 30th through October 2nd. 206 41st Street, Brooklyn, New York, 11232. Call Five seven one seven one eight seven six eight eight five seven one. we are back you're listening to the fortress podcast on metalmachine.net um so getting back to the new york comic-con for a bit we did do a couple of um Video interviews that you can catch this week on MetalMachine.net. Uh, we did speak to um, Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning. Um, those guys are responsible right now for the Resurrection Man at DC Comics, one of the new Fifty Two titles, and they actually created the uh, Resurrection Man in the nineties, and they were at the helm of the first book, um, the first series um, of that character. And they're, you know, obviously they're going to be the only, well, well, not obviously, but they are the only. Creator team on the New 52 books that actually Created the character that they're writing Now a little fun fact But uh, we spoke to those guys and they're Awesome they were uh, there helping Out some artists uh, Taking donations and doing sketches And such uh, for artists And for I guess um, Creators in need and um, They spoke uh, extensively About uh, their work on the New resurrection man and Um their feel for the new 52 and all the stuff that DC comics is doing. So, uh, they were pretty cool to talk to really cool cats. Um, we also spoke to one of our favorites that we have spoken to several times. Um, and you can catch his video interviews as well on the site. Um, Mr. Phil Jimenez, um, great guy. Always sits down to talk to us. Um, And, uh, he, uh, actually did a little turn of events with our, uh, interviewer, um, Andrew Sanford, um, who is familiar to many people who have seen videos and heard earlier podcasts of the fortress, um, andrew does uh video interviews and such for MetalMachine.net, and uh he actually was interviewed by phil jimenez uh he turned the tables on andrew and asked him about his favorite things and his favorite interviewer interviews and interviewees and and such so i think it's a catchy little uh turn and uh a quirky kind of uh interview, you should check it out. Um, it'll be up this week. Just go to the uh, comic book video interview section of metalmachine.net and check it out there. Um, we'll have a bunch of videos. We also have, uh, we spoke to Dan DiDio, uh, which is the co-president uh, of um, DC Comics. He spoke about all things 52 and the excitement around it and the success of the, the launch and the relaunch of uh, a lot of these books. And um, yeah, So check that out as well on the site. Um, a really cool cat. Um, we tried to talk to Jim Lee, but he had this security detail around him. Like, um, I actually thought that I was trying to interview the president of the United States and I thought that he was going to go out and, uh, um, you know, uh, secure world peace and, uh, maybe, uh, save the Euro from dying because the way that they were guarding Jim Lee at this, uh, New York comic con was like, he was a uh, head of state, you know, dude, you're an artist. I mean, get with the program, man. Seriously. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just ridiculous. There was, like, a circle of security around the guy that no one can touch him. And, you know, you had to back away about three feet. And, you know, they were just doing this ring of fire around him wherever he walked like he was an untouchable. You know, I mean, come on. Like, let's get, you know, real now. It's, it's comic books, guys. Let's bring it down one notch. All right? The guy isn't uh, saving the world or uh, finding the cure for cancer, okay? Um, but, uh, yeah, so we tried to talk to him, but... You know, i guess he was you know locked down so to speak but uh, hopefully next time you know we've spoken to him before when uh it wasn't so crazy i mean again i don't know why but i understand everyone wants to talk to the guy and stuff but you know like one of the co-pub one of the co-presidents was so approachable dan didio and the other one is like in lockdown i mean come on now come on dc uh let's not be the company of no <laughs> um so so yeah so but for the most part most of the people that we wanted to speak to spoke to us they were very approachable um so yeah it was a a fun four days uh for new york new york needs that stuff you know um and like i said the new york comic con is just becoming an animal to itself it's becoming the second largest i think uh convention in the country right now behind uh san diego so um but a good time had by all so uh now let's move on to uh fear itself Number seven came out last week. Now, uh, if you heard the previous podcast, uh, I had spoken about fear itself. And um, Marvel seems to have these great ideas for like their event books. And it just seems when they put them on paper, they fuck it all up. You know? Like the uh, beginnings of these books are kind of cool. The storylines are pretty cool, but I guess it's just the, the whole closing. They you know, they don't know how to close, man. They don't have that, you know. They don't have the closer. They can't do it, you know. There's no Mariano Rivera on that team over there, you know. Um. So in issue seven, for those who haven't read it, you know, shut us down right now because we're going to spoil a little stuff here for you. Um. It just seems that you know, the whole Thor dying all over again, I think it, it was treated as such a non-event in the book that I think they realize now that people don't even care anymore about this stuff because they continue to, they continuously kill the same character over and over and over. And now it's just becoming overkill. People are becoming desensitized to it. It doesn't even matter in the story anymore that you're killing characters. So Thor, you know, supposedly is dead Uh, so i won't be reading thor books anymore you know i started buying them again and i just don't i don't know how they're going to put out a thor book or a journey into mystery book or any kind of asgardian books with thor in it with no thor around it just it baffles my mind how they do this and how they fool people into buying these books you're going to buy a thor book with no thor in it Uh, it's just stupid um so he eventually is killed off and he kills off uh the uh the serpent king or the 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 god of fear uh, odin's brother which has been the crux of the storyline and uh i won't reveal all the stuff that's in there you know um the avengers and um the heroes win out i guess at the end but at what cost um several characters were killed off um And, uh, it, it's not the end of the fear itself kind of saga because there's going to be a run on the worthy and all these characters that actually had these hammers. And, um, I, it looks like they're running off into different, uh, uh, separate books. So there won't be an end there per se, but just getting a little tired of the, uh, killing stuff and killing characters that people like, you know, I am uh, an Avenger fan or was before this whole, um, series of events took place that reconstituted the avengers and stuff um with the brian michael bendis stuff and and stuff like that the dark avengers i'm not a fan of that stuff but um it was good to see the big three back again you know i I wonder what happened you know uh, about a year ago marvel was touting this heroic age whatever happened to that does anybody know where that went like what what happened to that I mean, they were talking about how the heroes were going to be triumphant again and, you know, they were going to slow down on the mass murdering and the bloodshed and the killing after the siege saga. But it just doesn't seem that that happened. So I don't know where that went, but oh, well, um, another little tidbit uh, those just looking online was uh, Marvel seems to have um, let go of uh, several different editors and production assistance uh in the um event of cutting costs so i mean as much money as these guys are making you know on the movie section and in the merchandising and stuff it just seems that they're getting rid of people but on a lighter note and it's so funny that this came out the same day or the same week they're letting 15 people go but they've got 27 positions available for college interns hmm Things that make you go, hmm, yeah. I guess if you go to the Marvel .com website and look up for their internships, there's a ton of intern uh, positions available in the production departments and in the editorial departments. Hmm, is that a coinky dinky? Um, the the positions again that they were uh, letting go were editorials and production and here they have vacancies for college interns so they're getting rid of paid positions and they're filling them with free positions go capitalism Woohoo. um i don't know uh, i mean but i guess it's it's a boon for anybody that's in college and wants to you know try to enter the, that market you know um so yeah, go to their website. It seems that I guess that they're they've got those uh, some positions available. So I mean, for anybody trying to break into Marvel Comics or the comic book, comic book field on a production editorial sense, and and in their digital comic um, digital comics uh, division, it looks like they have some openings there as well. So I guess check that out and good luck. Um, And good luck to the people that lost their positions. Hopefully, they'll be getting jobs again and and finding some work because this is a tough uh, working environment for Uh, everyone—the pop culture industry and for any other industry that you're in. Um, So, all right. So we wrapped up, or we spoke about Green Lantern, terrible, terrible movie. Um, you, You know, do you know when I lost my interest in that movie? When I even see, I didn't even go to the theaters to see that movie. And I'm a DC guy. And uh, when, they announced, when they announced Green Lantern as a film, I was totally excited. But when I heard that Justin Timberlake was a finalist for the role of Hal Jordan, I totally sh- I just shut it down. I was like, there's, n- just a, there's no way that these guys are even focused on doing a pretty good movie. I mean, terrible. The CGI in that film looked like it was unfinished video game CGI. It was totally terrible. Um, just, I mean, I, you know, the Sinet- Mark Strong as Sinestro was great, but he, if he was in the film for 22 minutes, it was too long. Um, there was no need for the Hector Hammond character in that film. You know, the whole parallax thing. I mean, I think Mark Guggenheim was one of the writers on this, and, man, uh, I had a higher um, respect for him before this film and, and his writing abilities, but I guess not. Um, this was terrible. Um, how they're going to possibly try to continue this franchise is beyond me. I would hope that they would not use Ryan Reynolds again. They would have to. If there was ever any time to reboot a film, this would be it—not Superman and not The Dark Knight and not rebooting all the other stuff that they do. You know, this would definitely be a, a, category, a great category for rebooting. A great candidate for rebooting. Terrible film. Um, I I, I, I want to say I'll give him a, a chant I'll give I'll give DC you know uh, I guess I don't even want to say uh, heads up or you know uh, kudos for trying to make the film but my god holy crap what a way not to use 200 million dollars um, so uh, we did that definitely get Batman year one awesome if you ever read the story Frank Miller um a story um uh, Perfect rendition. Um, commissioner Gordon is a is a great. There's some great character uh, development there for him. Um, could the commissioner like you've never seen him before? Um, so that was awesome. Get that. And uh, there's actually footage of the next DVD uh, animated release, which is Justice League Doom, which will feature the Legion of Doom in the modern era. And uh, so that's kind of awesome. And it looks great. It looks like it's going to be another great entry. And, you know, DC has announced that they will be making in 2012 The Dark Knight Returns as one of these animated films. So I'm really looking forward to that. I mean, again, the ideas flowing from the animated division are insane. It's just like, you know, nobody bothers those guys over there. And they just pump out some really good shit. Like, they're really, you know, they're taking it to task. You know, like, they they should definitely be... Uh, applauded for the stuff that's coming out over there. So they're doing a great job with the animated stuff. And um, what else do we have here? Again, Watchmen, uh, total crazy, batshit shit stuff going on with that. Don't know how they're going to pull that off. I mean, with all the things and properties that DC could be bringing up and all the stuff that they can be doing, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how they're going to figure that one out, but I uh, also picked up Justice League number two, the uh, 52 run. Uh, it's pretty good, you know, uh, I, I, Jeff Johns is going to be stretching this one out a little, you know, uh, It's it's the first meeting of the league, you know, like every book is showing one new character, you know, the Flash seems to already have a. A relationship with uh, Hal Jordan, so they're kind of buddies. But they're all fighting Superman because Superman's like the odd man out. And um, I think Wonder Woman and Aquaman are coming in uh, issue number three, so they're going to be doing that. So I guess it's a reintroduction of the characters, and oh, and and you see how Cyborg is being created in this, uh, you know, uh, this run. Um, they're almost making them like he's, you know, he's got lore with the justice league rather than with the teen Titans. So I, I wonder how they're going to work that stuff out. Um, the jury's still out. I won't judge that yet. You know, I'm a huge teen Titans fan. Uh, I don't like them messing around with that kind of, um, uh, origin stuff, but, but they're doing a good job because they're keeping it kind of in the same, uh, tent. Uh, if you would, if you would, uh, the way George Perez and Mark Wolfman created, um, victor stone and uh created the cyborg character so they're kind of keeping it in the same place and not really going way out on that origin um but you know time will tell we'll we'll see um you know obviously they're going to put out the first six issues and Darkseid is the first uh villain so that's that's kind of cool that you know they came running out of the gate with that stuff so that's going to be great to see Darkseid and how he looks and you know how he uh you know, faces off against the League, and uh, then how the League is going to get together and, and um, have all these, you know, egos um, matched up because these characters are definitely more strong-willed than what we've ever seen before. So um, it'll be fun to see, I guess. I'll give that book a real chance, you know. Um, I'm not a big fan of all this 52 stuff that's going on, but I think it's something that, you know, if it's they're going to do it, then, you know, let's see if they can pull this off. Let's see if they can do it right. So that's it. And I hope you guys join us for next week for our weekly podcast of The Fortress. Um, We'll have some guests hopefully in the next couple of weeks, some artists and stuff uh, we will be talking to, um, we're working on. So uh, stay tuned uh, weekly uh, to The Fortress podcast on MetalMachine.net. See ya.